welcome to the In Systems We Trust podcast with Mark E. Murray. You're listening to season two. In Systems We Trust dives into all things systems and processes and interviews the professionals who are using them to change the landscape of their organizations every day. This podcast is fueled by Ditto, a team that is on a mission to eliminate team burnout by implementing systems and processes that streamline your business's growth. Are you ready for more clarity? Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of In Systems We Trust. My name is Marquis and I am your host. And today I'm speaking with Dennis Kelly. Dennis is the CEO of Postalytics, a software company focused on modernizing direct mail marketing industry. The brand, which originally started in 2013 under the name Boynet, underwent a rebranding a few years ago and launched its new product, Postalytics. The company was recently awarded Campaign Management Software of the Year for 2021 by Software World, and Dennis and his team have no intentions of slowing down. Welcome to the show, Dennis. Thank you very much, Marquis. I'm thrilled to be here today. Good. I'm glad that you are able to take the time out to chat. I know being in your space as a CEO, you're very busy, you know, have lots of things to do and lots of ways that you could be spending your time. So I appreciate you taking the time out today to connect. Very happy to speak with you and your audience. Great. So first, I'd just love to get some background here. If you wouldn't mind just telling us a bit more about Postalytics, you know, how you got your start. You know, we talked about Boynet a little bit ago in the intro. Um, just how did you get your start? What did it look like? What did things look like at the very beginning when, when you were getting going? Sure. Yeah. No, I think that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So we started uh, Boynet, as you mentioned, back in 2013. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's been a great and interesting evolution. Uh, the, the, I've started the company with a technical co-founder, uh, a gentleman named Alec Graziano, who I've worked with uh, a couple of times in the past. I'm a. This is my sixth uh, startup that I've been involved in. Wow. And um, along the way, you get to meet a lot of great people, and you know, hopefully, you get an opportunity to work with some of them more than once. And uh, that is the case with Alec and I. So. Uh, uh, we got together or re- reacquainted, I guess, back in 2013 after uh, we kind of worked on some separate businesses. And Alec was showing me uh, some software that he had built as sort of a side gig mm-hmm. um, that was designed to help direct mail marketers measure the online response to their direct mail campaigns. And so he'd built some proprietary technology that included landing pages and the ability to generate these unique tracking URLs for each recipient of a direct mail piece. And uh, so I was taking a look at it and I thought, you know, direct mail is not really a, a focus of at least the marketing technology press. Mm. And uh, after further analysis, not a lot of investment in the technology side of direct mail marketing. And so we thought, well, maybe there's an opportunity here to modernize uh, the industry somewhat. And, and so we built a, a bunch of software around that original software that Alec had created and took it to market to help what we today refer to as the legacy or traditional direct mail industry mm-hmm. do a better job of of measuring the uh, online impact of their direct mail campaigns, as well as um, 
surrounding their direct mail with other marketing channels like email and text messaging. And so we built a lot of campaign management software that enabled uh, marketers to deploy direct mail along with email and, and text messaging campaigns. And, and so we were selling that software to uh, brands that have uh, direct mail marketing uh, departments, uh, agencies that focus a lot of their time and energy around direct mail, as well as print service providers, so okay. printers that you can go to and, and they'll help you with your marketing and, and execute on direct mail campaigns. And, you know, it all sort of made sense to us. And after a couple of years of selling uh, really, really hard to get customers, we thought, you know, this seems like too much work to sell this software. This this target market, this segment that we're focused on, didn't really seem to uh, grasp this, and maybe wasn't the most uh, technology forward group of of uh, of an audience. And so we thought, you know, there's got to be a better way to leverage some of this technology we created. Mm. And so at about that time, we had several customers come to us and say, "Hey guys." You're living in this sort of hybrid space between direct mail and and the online world. Uh, we've just invested a ton of money into Salesforce or HubSpot or another sort of CRM uh, type of solution. We'd love to add direct mail, but it's it's kind of painful. And you know, you guys maybe you could help us out there. So we heard that a couple of times. And we thought, you know what? There's a heck of a lot more companies that are adding those CRM and marketing automation tools yeah. uh, that have you know built out a lot of infrastructure around email marketing and digital marketing. Maybe there's a way we can take some of this technology and and come out with a different type of product that we can sell to those companies. And and that's really how we arrived at the kind of core concepts of Postalytics, where uh, we we essentially. Uh, stopped development on Boynet. We uh, took a year and, and rebuilt the software, took some of those concepts we created in Boynet that mm -hmm. enabled marketers to send email campaigns. And we said, you know what? Let's make sending direct mail as easy as sending an email campaign. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so what we decided to do is build a cloud-based software tool for a marketer to drag and drop, pull a direct mail campaign together using integrated data from their CRM or their marketing automation tool, okay. sending mail automatically out through a network of print and mail partners who we knew from our Boynet business, we knew a lot of these folks, and then to use those measurement tools that we had created uh, in Boynet to enable a marketer to see exactly what's happening after they send their mail. Okay. And so those are the three kind of core principles of Postalytics, that, that we're providing marketers with an email marketing-like experience by automating the process of producing direct mail, by integrating the data mm -hmm. uh, from their CRM or marketing automation into the direct mail campaigns, and then number three, measuring the delivery and response of the direct mail the same way that you get reports from your email marketing tools. Okay. 
I need to know more about how we, we measure that response. And, I, and I'll give you a bit of background here because I'm so interested in this. Um, having come from a background in marketing, I mean, I, I've done direct mail campaigns. They weren't automated or digital. There, were, there wasn't any tracking other than, you know, the, the metrics that, you know, Canada Post or USPS would give us. And so I, I was at a, at a live event, uh, a virtual event, sorry, I should say. And one of your competitors, I won't say their name, but they put on this event where they had a comic come and, you know, entertain, you know, the virtual, you know, attendees. And then they had our address. And a couple of days later, I received a postcard in the mail from them. And it's actually, I was, I was reading this morning and I pulled it. I still have it because I thought this is such a cool idea. No one's doing this. And, you know, it, it, it's, you know, we all get so many emails and we're inundated with those every single day. Um, and when you get something in the mail, you get super excited about it. But my question is, how do you track that response? Is there a QR code you're expecting them to to click or, you know, scan and visit a website? What does that look like? And how are you truly measuring the success of these campaigns? Yeah, great question. And, and to start, I'll, I'll just take a step back and comment on, on your first statement uh, around that excitement around receiving a piece of mail. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the core driving principles for why we did this was that we could see that uh, email marketing was exploding and, and we just experienced ourselves. Our inboxes are so overwhelmed. Mm. It's so hard to stand out if you're a marketer using email alone. Yeah. And, uh, and, and at the same time that your mailbox is filling up with, with emails, your physical mailbox has had a slow decline in the number of physical mail pieces you get. So now every single piece of mail you get is more unique. It is, a, you give more attention to it. And so it's that dynamic, it's that arbitrage, if you will, mm -hmm. between you know the number of digital messages going up, number of physical messages going down that we're trying to help marketers exploit. Okay. Uh, and, and so how are we managing the, 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 the analytics associated with direct mail? Well, there's a couple of, uh, of, of elements to that. First, we have an ability uh, in the U.S. to integrate with a very little known service from the U.S. Postal Service called the Intelligent Mail Barcode. Okay. And so uh, what you're able to do if you're sending, if you're a commercial mail, you're sending high volumes of mail, you can, you can grab this tool from the Postal Service, add a barcode to every single piece of mail that gets created. And what we've done is we've associated each of those barcodes back to a contact okay. in Postalytics. Uh, and so as that barcode gets scanned, as it goes through the delivery process, uh, we're able to capture that data, associate it back to an individual person with an individual piece of mail in a campaign and provide status updates along the way and synchronize that data back into your marketing automation, your CRM tools, mm -hmm. so that you can then use that data to trigger other things right. on an automated basis. We're also capturing from the USPS return to sender data. So uh, if you have bad addresses, first we do scrubbing and things like this to clean up your database from uh, tools that the USPS provides. 
But if you do get a return to sender uh, piece of mail, rather than waiting for that to come back to you and then have some manual process to clean up your database, we're actually able to capture that instantaneously from the barcode. And so all of your contacts and everything are updated. And, and uh, so if you send another uh, uh, campaign out to that same list, we're not going to send to those bad addresses. Okay. So there's a lot of, of, of deliverability data that we're able to capture, uh, similar to what you'd see in email marketing. And this was delivered, this bounced, you know, soft bounces, yeah. this type of stuff. We're able to get the equivalent data out of direct mail. And then on the response side, we've uh, developed this proprietary software from our first product uh, that enables you to generate personalized QR codes and personalized URLs that essentially are tracking mechanisms so that if you get a piece of mail from us and you see a QR code, you scan it, you end up on a landing page that was designed by the company that is you know, running the promotion or whoever's sending the mail. Mm -hmm. you, you don't know, but the fact of the matter is you're actually being tracked on an individual basis. Got so it. Even though you're showing up at, you know, uh, the homepage or, you know, a sale landing page of a company or, you know, to, to fill out a form to attend something, all of that data around what you're doing specifically and what piece of mail you came from is being tracked inside of Postalytics, okay. presented on a dashboard, and then again, synchronized back into the CRM. Okay. So, similar to the way that you would track a response to an email right, within HubSpot or ActiveCampaign or whatever tools you're using, you get the same set of round trip data regarding delivery and response out of Postalytics. Okay. And we're going to be building actually more response tools here in 2022, which we're super excited about. Uh, so you'll be able to respond with text messaging, uh, with uh, individual promo codes, and, and more ways that you can build response tools into your creative and, and help people respond in the way that they choose to. Okay. Th that's really interesting. And very cool that you guys are doing that and thinking about how to, you know, iterate um, as we go into the future. So is is deliverability the main goal then? And then you're using that data, the scanned barcodes to trigger, you know, other pieces of communication or pieces of mail similar to just like a, a standard nurture campaign. Because if, if, if I do receive that piece of mail, great, it's been delivered to my, my address. I ne haven't necessarily scanned the barcode, you know, um, the, it, is it useless? Is that campaign or is that part of the funnel finished? Or, you, or do you continue to, to send information along to that contact? Well, many of our customers are using the, the deliverability data to trigger multi-channel campaigns. I see. Okay. So, for example, piece of mail shows up in your mailbox today. Well, we know that. And we're syncing that back into your marketing automation tool, mm. which can then consume, okay, Marquis received this letter today from us uh, with the following creative. At the same time, what we're going to do, we're going to trigger an email to go that is referencing, you know, the same promotion. Uh, and, and then when 
Marquis goes to the landing page to respond to this, that can trigger yet another thing. It could trigger a sales rep to pick up the phone. And and so uh, by using that deliverability and response data, not only to show performance in the campaign itself, but also as a piece of a multi-channel marketing effort, mm. uh, that's where there's real leverage. Okay. And what, what kind of response are you seeing on that? And then on the flip side, um, I understand you work primarily with agencies. So what does the return look like for agencies um, w- w- with any of these campaigns? Do you have metrics you're able to share? Yeah. So the the returns, the, the um, response rates are all over the place. Yeah, okay. Uh, and... Uh, and, and, you know, like any type of marketing, uh, the uh, quality of the uh, audience that you're, you're sending to, uh, the um, applicability of the offer, mm. uh, the call to action, all of those things are variables that can have a big impact one way or another. Uh, overall, uh, what's going on with direct mail is that there has been a... a a significant increase in response rates for two reasons. Uh, the first being, number one, as we mentioned, the number of overall mail pieces going out has declined. Okay. And so a lot of the quote-unquote junk mail of the, say, 1980s and 1990s, you know, it's just not there anymore. Okay. It's not cluttering up your mailbox. And then number two, that the personalization technology has gotten so much better. Mm. So... So the targeting that you're able to do out of a, you know, a CRM system uh, can be very, very precise and offers can be personalized based on prior purchases, based on, uh, you know, psychographic, demographic uh, types of variables. All of that data that you would use to personalize digital marketing campaign, you can now use the digital to personalize direct mail. So, on average, for you know a, a lead acquisition, a cold mail campaign, mm-hmm. uh, we're seeing response rates between two percent and five percent. Okay. And for uh, what's known as a house list or uh, folks that you know have purchased something from you before. We're seeing response rates between seven and twelve percent. Okay, and so there's you know particularly for complex products, higher price points, you know the 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 additional uh, revenue generated by a mail campaign can be significant. Got it. That's really interesting. Thank you. Uh, I I want to know like, and then we're going to transition a little bit here. I, I'd love to know first off what is you know, for your clients, what is the, the main problem that, that Postalytics is solving? And then I'd also be interested to know what the evolution of your company has looked like from, you know, start until now. Obviously, there's been lots of learning, maybe feedback, right? And so what has that looked like as you've come, you know, through all of that learning? And again, the initial question was, um, what is the, the biggest problem that you're solving for your customers today? The biggest problem that we're solving at the end of the day is a problem of friction. Hmm. And, and, and so 
it's it's fairly well known among marketers who have done direct mail uh, it, with a, a relative level of sophistication that it's a channel that performs well. Okay. The problem is that it's an analog channel. It's it's a physical channel, and it has never really been designed to work in conjunction with digital marketing tools, with email marketing. And so, you know, the ability to quickly and easily generate campaigns, to be agile, to be uh, able to test quickly, to be able to get data quickly about what's happened. All of those things that we take for granted with, you know, digital marketing channels have taken lots of people, lots of time, lots of money to do with traditional direct mail. Hmm. And, and so, you know, we label all of that friction. Okay. And, and, and so that's really what our job is. Our job is to let the channel do what it does well and eliminate all of the bottlenecks and all of the project management and, and all of the, you know, negotiations with vendors and, you know, all of that we're trying to eliminate or minimize so that marketers can focus on, you know, their creative, they can focus on their strategy mm. and, and, and focus on making their channels work well together, as opposed to having to, you know, worry about the mechanics of putting this thing together and managing it. Mm. So, so at, at the highest level, that's how we think okay. it's really about removing friction from a very, very friction heavy type of uh, marketing. Yeah. And, like, and go, yeah. go on. Sorry. So I was just going to move on to the, the, your question. I have evolution. Perfect. Yeah. I just want to say like friction, like I, I really do love that word. I mean, we use HubSpot. I'm not sure what you use for, for CRM, but like friction is one of those things that, you know, can slow down the, the flywheel. Right. And so as you talk about multi, you know, channel marketing, yeah, the more we can remove that friction, you know, the easier that flywheel can spin, making it easier for customers to engage and convert and, you know, become, you know, advocates of the brand. So it, it, it seems like you're, you're in the right space. You understand, you know, the problem, which is really great. Obviously you've done um, this for, um, quite some time with a lot of success, but I'd love to know what those learnings look like as we go to that next question. Um, what does the process look like um, of just improving how you do things? What's what's gone wrong? What have we learned and you know adapted and updated to you know continue to iterate on the product that we have? Yeah, great question, and and I think that we've learned so much. We 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 try to be a learning organization, get a little bit better every single day, have a growth mindset. And, you know, I, I think the, the, the top things uh, that we've learned, and this is our, this is our fourth year of, of production under uh, Postalytics. Okay. Um, you know, we, we've learned a ton about how to spend our time efficiently in the sales funnel. Uh, we've learned a ton about how to... Um, move the uh, data about customers into our various subsystems. And, and then third, we've learned a ton about how we can optimize 
the performance of our print partners mm. through evolutions in our back end and our technology, how we share the actual direct mail pieces with them. So, um, you know, I think back to that first one, you know, from a sales funnel standpoint, you know, what we decided to do early was to create a free version, a freemium version of Postalytics. Got it. And, and, you know, in the beginning, when someone would arrive at the website and they would sign up for the free version, uh, you know, we'd be jumping up and down and, and uh, excited and would reach out to the, every single person individually yeah. to connect with them and learn as much as we could. Um, obviously not a very scalable approach. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we learned how to better identify um, ideal customers okay. as we, as we scaled up and we saw more and more people coming into the free account. Uh, what we've done is we've, um, captured a, a lot of data during the registration process, uh, number one, uh, and we've developed, uh, some, uh, tools, uh, utilizing, uh, Zapier, okay. utilizing HubSpot, to uh, to to segment everybody who comes into our free account and provide them with information that can help them try the tool out and mm. and and for some folks if they're sending small quantities of mail that free account is all they'll ever need right and and so for for those folks we can't have individual salespeople knocking on the door and, and trying to um, convince them to send more mail or to upgrade to a subscription. Um, and, and so getting really good at trying to identify who are the best candidates for the free plan forever uh, was a big step for us. And, and so we're gathering a lot of data during the registration process we're using some data that is being brought in through HubSpot, mm -hmm. and we're uh, using that to segment those folks that are best served by the free product and give them uh, workflow uh, data from uh, HubSpot email and Postalytics direct mail mm -hmm. uh, to help them learn about the, the software, use the software, uh, drive them to automated support channels with any questions they have. Okay. And, you know, have a, uh, a, a great experience using Postalytics without necessarily having a lot of human intervention. Okay. Then the other side of that is, well, those folks who are uh, potential candidates as ideal customers, we segment them into several different uh, categories. And a lot of it is based on the technology stack that they use. Right. So, you know, if we, if we have a customer coming in, it looks like they meet our ideal customer profile and, and they're using HubSpot, then our conversations with them will be different than those that are using Salesforce or using ActiveCampaign. And so, so we're able to gather that data, segment the audience, provide them with very specific content mm. that uh, will help them gain a better understanding of how they can use Postalytics successfully. 
and then have our sales team focused on very specific follow-up and uh, where they can add value to the evaluation process. Okay. And, and so, uh, you know, learning how to do that segmentation, learning how to, you know, put those tools together with, with Zapier, uh, with HubSpot has been a, a really big uh, step in, in our evolution as a company. Hey everyone, it's me, Marquis. I just wanted to take a minute to tell you a bit more about Ditto. If you've been listening to In Systems We Trust for a while, you've heard firsthand accounts of how systems and workflows change the landscape of work for businesses and leaders across the globe. Ever felt like there just aren't enough hours in the day? Is your startup starting to grow and scale and you're wondering how your systems will scale with it? Maybe you're part of a widespread multi-level corporation that needs to update and overhaul its standard operating procedures. Well, if you can relate, Ditto can help. Eliminate team burnout, keep your best talent, and have a clear system in place to help you and your business achieve your goals. Visit thinkditto.com to learn more. Very interesting. Um, Something you said there triggered just another question. I mean, you use HubSpot, we use HubSpot as well. You use that example that conversations with HubSpot users would be different from Salesforce. So what would, you know, that look like for a company like, like Ditto, for example, right? We come in and because we, we, we've been a remote team, you know, since our, our conception, you know, any information that we're gathering from any leads online, it's typically first name, last name, email address. So where, where does a company like, like Ditto get started then? Are we sending to the, the company attention to the person that we want it addressed to? Or are we sending to people's home address, um, home addresses? How are we getting that information and adding that to our database if we don't already have that information established? Obviously customers would be different, but we're not, we're not targeting customers, correct? It, in your case, perhaps Maybe, uh, yeah. often folks are targeting customers. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that uh, for digital first companies, capturing that physical address data is super important. Okay. And and can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the the great things, uh, if if you are a B two B company, if you're selling to other businesses, uh, when a customer. Uh, registers with you and uses a corporate email address, yeah. HubSpot will actually go and grab uh, and inject the uh, company record right. with uh, a whole lot of data about that company, including an address. And so what we've done is we've actually developed a workflow that copies the address data from the company object into the contact uh, so that all of my contacts now have the company's address. Okay. Obviously not perfect. You can have branches and multiple offices and lots of other things, mm-hmm. right? But but that's kind of one easy slug. Uh, and then the other thing that I think we're seeing much more growth in now is uh, the notion of using uh, incentives and other types of online tools to capture first-party data. Right. So, yeah. so fill out the survey. Uh, we'll give you a $10 Amazon gift card. And, you know, at the end of the survey, we need your address to send you the card, mm-hmm. send you a physical card. Right. right? Uh, so uh, there's a lot of creativity that we're seeing, uh, uh, particularly in 
businesses that are maybe targeting uh, a small number of individuals with very specific job roles and that type of thing, you know, reach out to them using digital tools, uh, give them something of value in exchange for their uh, mailing data. And then all of a sudden you've got that and then you can kick off your program. Okay. Interesting. Thank you for that. And I know we took a bit of a detour, but yeah, it's really um, burning questions. So getting back to how, you know, the, the changes that we're seeing and improvements that we're making, how are you actually going about implementing those changes with your team and then documenting those changes as well? I, I assume you're working in an agile environment. Is that the case with your team? And what does that whole process improvement um, process look like for, for you guys? Sure. So, so you know, we're, we've been a fairly small team, okay. and uh, you know, uh, we're we're agile by definition, and uh, in, in, in so, not by practice. You know, our and, and what we have found is that, um, you know, the challenge for us is really to apply the right amount of process for where we are mm. as a business. And, and where we think we're going to be in the next year, 18 months. Okay. And, and so, you know, in the beginning, uh, when we were just getting started, we really were focused on, you know, proving the fact that this product works, proving the fact that there's a market. And so all of our energies and all of our processes uh, were geared toward a couple of key priorities. And then as we've gained some traction as we've gained a better understanding of who, who the audience is, the ideal customer, you know, how we can effectively and uh, cost effectively sell and market to them. Uh, you know, our ongoing efforts have been around creating processes that can, you know, strip out inefficiency on the inside. Okay. And, um, and, and so, you know, we've, I mentioned we use Zapier. We've done quite a bit of work with Zapier. Um, and, and, you know, I kind of call it a gap filler. Okay. It, it's got so many useful tools that you can manipulate and massage data that maybe isn't perfect in one system. Mm. And uh, so, you know, our stack really looks like, you know, HubSpot, Stripe, uh, we use uh, quite a bit, and, and Stripe kind of manages a lot of our back end. Mm-hmm. Uh, QuickBooks, um, Postalytics is a key part of our own stack. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we have a, a number of tools on the front end, on the website. Uh, we use Drift uh, pretty heavily. Okay. Um, and uh, so, you know, coordinating those tools, the processes within those tools. And refining them on a regular basis has been, um, you know, a, a growing thing that we're focused on to try to keep, you know, as much output, as much efficiency as we can maintain without just having to hire people and throw people at problems. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And... When it comes to, you know, the 
the, the process of iterating, like you said, you're rolling things out, you know, in 2022, you know, what does that roadmap look like for your team? And how are you actually working through those changes and the feedback from maybe customers and, you know, um, things that you're getting online? How, how do you go through actually putting that together, planning these projects out and then working through to completion? Yeah, great question. And, and so I think... Uh, I'm most excited to discuss the fact that we're going to be launching in Canada here very shortly. Yes, I noticed that you're only in the U.S. currently. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and so I think that the the Canada project is a great example okay. of um, uh, it. And it's very top of mind for us. Yeah. So, you know, from the very beginning, when we launched Postalytics, uh, we, we went to uh, Inbound 17, which was HubSpot is HubSpot's annual conference, and mm. we uh, it was it, at the end of it was September 2017. Software wasn't quite ready yet, but we decided we're going to launch, you know, in a public way at this conference. And we took all of our marketing budget for the year, rented a booth, and went up, up to HubSpot's uh, conference. We're in the Boston area, so it was easy for us. Okay. And, um, you know, it was a great opportunity to talk with a lot of people very, very quickly. And from that very first conference, we had companies that were based in Canada, you know, coming to us and saying, you know, direct mail automation. What is that? Mm -hmm. That that sounds great. Yeah. And uh, and and they said, well, let us know where you're going to be in Canada. Um, So. You know, it became obvious in the beginning that Canada was going to be a good market for us. And then, you know, over time, we started having a lot of those sales calls with Canadian customers. Mm. And they were coming into the free free account, and we didn't have a way to distinguish them. And so we'd route them to a salesperson. Salesperson would be all excited, then find out they're a Canadian customer. Couldn't uh, sell to them. Okay. So, so then we decided, you know what, we're going to use Drift in a different way. And so now what we have done is we have set up Drift to first identify via the IP address, the country of the visitor on our website. Hmm. And if they, if, if Drift sees that it's a U.S. IP address, then it goes through its normal kind of qualification process. If Drift sees that it is a non-U.S. address, then it will say, you know, hey there, uh, Postalytics is currently mailing in the United States or anywhere that the United States Postal Service can mail. Yep. Um, What country do you wish to mail to? And the reason why we ask that is that we have many companies that use Postalytics today that are not in the U.S. They're in Canada, they're in Europe, they're in Australia, and they simply want to mail to a U.S. audience, which is perfectly fine. And and so, uh, so that's number one. You know, if you are in Canada and you want to send to the U.S., then we will uh, work with you like any other one of our customers. Okay. Number two, well, I'm in Canada. I want to mail to Canada. Then we say, you know, we're going to be adding Canada soon. Give us your email address. And we'll be in touch as soon as we are able to mail in Canada. Okay. And now that's integrating in HubSpot, and we've been building a Canadian contact list 
directly off of our website now mm. for the last couple of years. So we've got a nice lead list to work with when we launch. Uh, and then number two, we've bubbled up some of our U.S. companies that have Canadian customers. Okay. And and they want to uh, mail to those customers at the same time they're mailing to their U.S. customers. Mm. And so we've been able to uh, find a couple of them who have said, hey, you know, as soon as you're ready, I'm ready to go. Mm. Uh, and, and so that combined with the fact that the Canadian, the Canada Post folks reached out to us and said, hey, you know, we love what you're doing. Let's work on bringing this to Canada. And so we've been actually working with Canada Post. They've set us up with lots of great resources. Fantastic. And so all of those things have, have come together uh, to create uh, the momentum behind this upcoming release where we're, we will have the ability to mail into Canada. Uh, and, and as a marketer, you're actually going to be able to have a, a list with Canadian and U.S. addresses, and we're going to route your mail accordingly. So you don't even have to have two different campaigns. You can just set up mm. a campaign with U.S. and Canadian customers or leads or whoever you want to speak with and let the software do the work. Right. Very interesting. Um, it's good you guys come to Canada because I definitely want to explore this a little bit more and see, you know, uh, what we could actually do as an agency here. And I had another question. It just escaped me. So I'm hoping it comes back in a second here. But um, oh, oh. yeah, I, I've got something for you. Yeah. OK. Uh, you had mentioned before uh, agencies. Yes. And uh, uh, as you are aware Agencies have traditionally had a very big role in the direct mail marketing world. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, in the in the old days of direct mail, there were their big kind of direct marketing agencies. That's all they did, right? And there's still some of them around. Um, and you know, we wanted to make a version of Postalytics that could be effective for agencies. And so, what we did was we created uh, a what we call the agency edition that enables an agency to uh, essentially have a portal okay. with client accounts underneath that enables them to build campaigns, run campaigns for their clients, white label postalytics, mm. and then add some margin into the underlying transactions. Very cool. So in each piece of mail, an agency can add a little margin. And, you know, we use the Stripe backend to do all of this and, you know, set up a bank account, have, have the margin swept into the bank account every two days. And so now we've, we've got a fast growing agency channel that with folks that are uh, building and running campaigns on behalf of their clients or giving their clients an ability to do some of that work themselves. And um, and all operate within one shell of a of a Postalytics account. Very cool. I'm sure there are some agency owners listening that uh, are chomping at the bit to to get their hands on this tool. Um, I, I remember what I was going to ask now, and then yeah, we'll we'll probably wrap it up. I have one more question for you, but um, with your use of Drift, and you, you went through your stack. Um, get to see a lot of the ones that we're using on there as well. But do you find the data that it generates to be 
um, accurate because I know with HubSpot they have you know IP address and you know time zone information, but I find it to you know be hit or miss. Do you find that that Drift is is dialed in? Is that the tool that you trust? Yeah. Yeah, Drift has done a, a pretty good job on. We we developed a bot uh, specifically around this IP address, okay. uh, and and we're able to see the responses uh, for when the bot. Uh, operates okay. and it's it's pretty accurate. I I, I would say it's over ninety percent accurate on that particular task okay. of determining whether that IP is U.S. based or not U.S. based. Got it. You know, I think maybe as we get it more refined, um, you know, and and you know, for maybe in Eastern Europe and trying to distinguish between Estonia and Poland, it might be sure. you know more challenging at that point. Yeah. Uh, but at least today with kind of, you know, big blocks of geographies, it's, it's doing a good job. Okay. Awesome. Good to know. I'm going to have to check that out then. And one question I always love to ask as we're just wrapping things up here is when it comes to, you know, um, just think, think process improvements, you know, in, in general, you're a CEO of your company, you've taken this, you know, from the ground to where it is now. And, and like we said earlier, you have no intentions of, intentions of slowing down. What is the one thing that you think that owners and leaders of business are not considering or neglecting when it comes to process improvement, constantly iterating and growing their companies? I, I think that there have been many variations on the theme of, of continual process improvement for a very good reason. Hmm. And because the state of your company is not a static thing, right? at least a company of our stage, mm-hmm. it, it is evolving and often it's even unknown kind of what the state is, you know, it's being revealed to us every day what the true state of this company is. Mm. And, and so unless you have a mindset that every single process that you have eventually must be reinvented, then, you know, you will never scale to what you could be. Right. And, and so, um, you know, there, there, even in, in the world of, you know, manufacturing, there are all sorts of frameworks for this concept of continual process improvement, but, you know, it, it has to be a mindset. It has to be uh, a hunger uh, to, uh, to to create as efficient a workplace as you can for your employees so that they're not bogged down doing things that are, you know, not valuable. Yeah. That, that, and, and so, you know, I, to me, that's as a CEO, that's the culture, that's the mindset that I'm trying to instill in the business. Very beautiful. Yeah, really, really well said. I wrote down the state of your company is not a static thing. Yeah, I, I really love that. Um, and so where can people, you know, connect with you online? Do you want them to go to the Postalytics website, sign up for a free trial? Are you on LinkedIn? Are you doing any speaking events? Where can people find you? Absolutely. Yeah. If, if you have any interest in Postalytics, you know, we've invested heavily uh, in all of our web content. So, uh, definitely check out the website, postalytics.com. Um, you can sign up for the free account. 
You can send yourself samples, mm. and, oh, cool. and and as you do that, it'll generate a campaign for you, so you can sort of see the whole thing uh, just by typing in your your address. Uh, and um, we've got a, a tremendous amount of content on our YouTube channel, so demonstration videos, how-to videos, interviews with direct mail experts on creative and everything else, um, and then you know. If you want to talk to me, I'd love to talk to you. Uh, you know, you can hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, you can you can shoot me an email, uh, Dennis at Postalytics. Uh, I'm on Twitter, not that active, but uh, prob- so probably the best way is LinkedIn or email. Awesome. Well, like I said off the top, I so appreciate you taking the time to chat today. I had a really great uh, time just connecting and learning more about this world. Um, and so the second you guys come to Canada... I need an email from you because I'd love to check this out some more. But uh, thanks for your time today, Dennis. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Marquis. And uh, thank you to your audience for listening today. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the In Systems We Trust podcast with Marquis Murray. If you liked what you heard today, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Don't forget to rate the episode and share it with a friend. Head over to thinkditto.com to learn more about how the team at Ditto can help your business scale by implementing the systems and processes needed to get you there.